This is a Reconstructionist radio production. Please visit calcedon.edu to download or purchase this book. The Philosophy of the Christian Curriculum, Russus J. Rushtuni, Ross House Books, Vallecito, California. Part 2 Chapter 7 Science In the modern world, science is an important part of the school curriculum for two reasons. First, the various sciences include some which have made a major impact on the modern world, and second, modern man tends now to believe that science, rather than scripture, is the primary source of truth. It is important, therefore, for us to examine each of these two things carefully, if briefly. Sciences have made, in varying degrees, a major impact on our world today, but the nature of that impact varies from one science to another. Thus, First, we have the very extensive impact of evolutionary theory on the modern world. The theory of evolution is not itself a science, but a theory held by many scientists in the face of facts to the contrary. The whole field of evolutionary theory, whether stemming from biology, geology, paleontology, astrophysics or any other discipline, is important because its religious premises govern modern life. The world and life view of modern man is governed by evolution, and evolution is equated with science. A Christian, thus, must separate in his thinking and teaching the sciences from this doctrine of evolution. This does not mean that he can confine himself to the facts as such. There are no non-interpreted facts. In every area of life and thought, all facts derive their meaning from the religious presuppositions of man. These presuppositions determine what is a fact and what the interpretation of that fact shall be. Clearly, there is a world of difference between the view of an atheist and that of an orthodox Christian as they view the world. For the one, all facts are brute facts, the products of chance. For the other, all facts are God-created and therefore coherent parts of a coherent whole. Every man views factuality in terms of his basic religious premises. Thus, we do not replace evolution with facts as such, but with creationism, facts as created by the sovereign and ontological trinity. Second, some sciences have indeed had a major impact on modern life, not in their theoretical aspects, but in their practical effects. Thus, chemistry has profoundly altered our world. The role of the chemist in the development of technology is too seldom recognised. The automotive age depends on the chemist's work, which made the use of oil possible in a variety of forms. Our modern technology is heavily dependent on research scientists. Third, it is important to avoid confusing academic scientists with research scientists. Educators tend to exalt other educators, and professors of the sciences tend to equate scientific knowledge and greatness with the university and its sciences. Our history and science textbooks are radically erroneous in their emphasis because of this prejudice. And the major part of the history of the sciences is thus unknown, with a few exceptions. The great advances in the sciences have come in association with industry, and the research scientists associated with the various corporations are basic to the modern world. This is not only true with respect to technology, but also with respect to plants, trees and the like. Take away the industrial contributions to the sciences and we would be back to the horse and buggy age. 
or much further back, perhaps before the bow and arrow. To exalt academic science is to miss the point entirely and means, in essence, to reject science for talk about science. Fourth, there is still another important factor, the inventor, who is not even a research scientist. It was, after all, a Kingsburg, California barber who invented a new disc which added substantially to agricultural progress in subsequent years. Edison was an inventor, not a scientist, and many of our basic tools are the works of non-scientific men who turned inventor. Turning now to the other important facet of teaching science, we must remember that modern man falsely regards science, rather than scripture, as the primary source of truth. First, we are told that science gives us verifiable truth by means of the experimental method. If science is the experimental method, then many modern sciences must be ruled unscientific, that is, geology, astronomy, and much more. The sciences are not defined by a uniform method, but by a common interest in knowledge of the physical universe. The experimental method is one of the means of gaining knowledge, among others. It is not an infallible method, because it is never comprehensive or total in its control of all factors. Moreover, an experiment rests on certain interpretations and hypotheses and requires others to deal with the results. Second, we are told that, because the sciences are concerned with the physical world, they are concerned with reality, it being implied that Christianity is not concerned with reality, but with vague spiritual assumptions. However, as Van Til has pointed out, quote, We should accordingly avoid the error of separating too sharply between science and religion, as is often done. The world of natural and historical fact with which science deals cannot be truly interpreted by anyone who is not a Christian any more than can the world of spiritual things. Every statement about the physical universe implies, in the last analysis, some view about the, quote, spiritual, end quote, realm. Scientists frequently say that in their statements they will limit themselves to the phenomenal world, but in every assertion they make about the, quote, phenomenal, end quote, world involves an attitude towards the, quote, noumenal, end quote, world. Even the mere assumption that anything can intelligently be asserted about the phenomenal world by itself presupposes its independence of God, and, as such, is in effect a denial of him, end quote. Moreover, the methodology of science involves ruling out mind in favour of matter, whereas the Greeks viewed reality as two alien substances. The common popular conclusion of many scientists is that we have a single substance, matter, or the physical universe, whether it be viewed as atoms or energy. The biblical view is against both these perspectives. The whole of the physical universe, inclusive of, quote, mind, end quote, and, quote, matter, end quote, is created being, the handiwork of the sovereign God, who is uncreated being. Thus, the truth about our physical universe is neither its duality nor its singleness, but rather its createdness in all its rich variety. It is the work of the sovereign and almighty God. The Greek attempt to reduce reality to form and matter was seriously an error, as is the modern view. Both are reductionist and distort reality in the sciences. The teaching of the sciences thus must be biblically and theologically governed. No truth nor any fact 
exists apart from the triune God. We cannot omit theology from the teaching of any science. The question, rather, is which theology? The theology of humanism or the theology of scripture? The science teachers in our humanistic state schools are consistent theologians. They teach the sovereignty of the creature and the autonomy of the mind of man as they teach every subject. The Christian teacher must be even more consistent in his faith. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.